Hello, welcome back to Inside the USFL, a podcast giving you an inside look at the USFL from someone on the inside. I am Zach Bruner, and I am joined by USFL champion, Birmingham Stallion offensive lineman, Jordan McRae. How is it going? This is We're about two weeks removed from you winning the championship, so how is everything going in your world right now? Uh, it's been good, man. Uh, finally back home in Florida. Uh, haven't had much to do at all, but been relaxing little small workouts here and there and um really just enjoying it waiting to see what's going to happen next and and uh just enjoying back being back home with my family and friends yeah definitely i mean i was at the game great game great Mm -hmm. environment great experience Uh, i know your family was there because i was basically right next to your family so (laughs) i'm like is that jordan in the crowd no it's justin okay that's that's good uh but yeah everything uh, seemed to go extremely well. Uh, just right off the bat, uh, H Guyer ninety nine wants to know what you thought of the crowds in Canton. And I know, especially for the championship game, mm-hmm. the stands were packed. I mean, that was a packed stadium. How was it? No, it it was really packed. Uh, really good crowd. Uh, pretty much, maybe a little bit more. I say about even for who they're going for. When we played New Orleans, is about even, and then when we played Philly, maybe a little bit more Philly fans because it's just closer. But um. It was a great crowd, man. Great atmosphere. Um, both really good games, and I, I really enjoyed it, man. I didn't know what to expect going in, going there at first, so, but uh, I think it, I think it went really well. Hopefully, it's something that we keep doing for sure. And yeah, there's a lot of Philly fans there. I'm not sure why I wasn't even expecting that. Like in the parking yeah. lot before the game, everyone was decked out in Stallion stuff. Everyone like yelling across the parking lot, like, "Who are you for?" And it was all stallions. Then I get in there and I was surrounded by Philly fans. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Okay, here, here we they go. Up a little bit earlier, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They were there. They were there. Uh, but it was, yeah, cool experience. If you haven't been to the stadium in Canton, it's a smaller stadium, but it's really nice. I think they just did renovations to it. So really nice. How is it any different playing on a, in a smaller stadium like that versus playing uh, in the stadiums you did down in Birmingham? Um, I would say the only difference is because we are the away team for the championship game is that, um, is that you can, you can hear a little bit more of the crowd. Like if somebody's trying to talk to you, they can definitely get your attention. Like, uh, my best friend Dez came down, uh, I think it was like the last drive. We were down by four. He's like, bro, I can't sit up here. Uh, I got to <laughs> get down here closer to the action, but like, uh, it would, um, I'll, I'll probably be say that's the only thing is that I guess it is a little bit more intimate for lack of a better word because i mean they're only seven yards away from you so for sure Mm -hmm. for sure it's not as extreme as like duke basketball where you're in the players are in the crowd's lap and stuff like that but yeah i mean Mm -hmm. if if the crowd wanted to say something to you i guess they could have said something to you exactly so i'm glad we were Uh, sitting by multi stallions fans yes yes absolutely uh did you at any point like before the game or anything like that, get to truly like let it soak in, enjoy it, uh, realize, really understand you're in the championship game. Everything we talked about, you know, a couple months ago, uh, we talked about you just need to get a damn ring. We need to finish one of these things. And yeah. it culminated and you did, right? So uh-huh. did you get a chance to really soak it in uh, before I, the game or was it just an after the game thing? I think it was after the game. Like I try to, um, 
or at least my preparation going for a game like that is is to treat it just like any other game. Like, don't add any more pressure to it. But uh, after the game, um, sitting in the locker room with the guys, like talking about everything that we've gone through throughout the entire season, it was like probably one of the fastest three months that we've ever been a part of. And like, it was uh, after that was really like a realization. Like, dang, we really just won a, a championship. You know, we had a two week training camp hit the ground running with a really great first game and just racked up eight wins, had one hiccup. But I feel like we talked about it. I feel like we needed that loss just to kind of get get back on track and realize that, you know, even though we have been winning these close games, we can lose them too. So, um, but just all that stuff happening in a short three months was uh, really the icing on the cake for the realization. Like, dang, we really just played and won a championship in a great, really, really good game. Really good game. It sucks that there were uh, pretty major injuries on both sides, obviously. And that just, it sucks to see. It was a close game, though, and it was a good game, and you guys edged it out. It's interesting because, obviously, we've talked about before, it sucks to be a part of those one-loss seasons where you don't win a championship. So, to your Mm -hmm. point, you got that out of the way, regrouped. You guys were the top-ranked team the entire way. Uh, After the first week, obviously, preseason, you guys were the lowest-ranked team. You guys had no chance to win it all. I placed a nice bet on that. Thank you for that. Uh, But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, you guys were the top-ranked team the whole season. But it's not like you guys didn't have adversity. Your starting Mm -hmm. quarterback week one went down. It was a constant revolving door. You had uh, Bo Scarborough come in in the middle of the season. That adds a different element. I mean, it was all good, but it still changed as something different. Yeah. Obviously, Scooby's injuries. And then in the championship game, yet again, Jamar goes down. I'm not sure if Bo got hurt. It seems like he might have. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, can you talk about that at all? I mean, you guys were definitely a war, like, worn team. And you continue to fight through it, and you won, obviously. Yeah, we did have a lot of – it really was like a roller coaster type of a season. But I think the best part about it was – um, when guys went, got hurt or new guys came in, a lot of, a lot of people would, you know, um, let that discourage them or, but we had guys that were just ready to step up and play like ready to get, get out there. We really embraced the next man up mentality, whether it was uh, at quarterback, running back DBs. A lot of those guys rotate all the time. Offensive line as well too. Tyree came in the same week as Bo and, started every game after that and we had a lot of rotation going on and guys didn't get upset or anything like that just balled down when they got their chance so um i think it's just a testament of the guys that are in the locker room because uh you know that could make or break a season for real but really we just kept it moving and uh that that just goes to show the type of guys and the type of players that we had in our locker room and really a big reason of why we won it all yeah you talked about i'm not sure if it was on the show or off the show how close your locker room was. Mm. Uh, you guys grew to, like to your point, two week training camp. Uh, people who are hating on the USFL forget that part. Uh, and towards the end of the season, obviously everything started to click and the play yeah. picked up. Uh, but you guys grew together so fast. Uh, do you think, at least from the offensive line point of view, because you guys moved out of the hotel, I think mm. some people still miss that point. Not everybody lived in a hotel. Do you think you guys grew together faster because you did live together? Or do you think it was a product of Coach Skip maybe doing something to make sure you guys bonded? Or how did that come together, you think? 
Uh, well, I think living together definitely did help a lot. And also just being in an area that was unfamiliar to mostly everybody on our team. So you gravitate towards the people that you do know, and technically we known them the longest. So you know, whether it's mm -hmm. been a week or two, and then honestly too, man, it's just uh, give credit to Coach Holtz and everyone who was involved with bringing the people in on our team. You just drafted not only a whole bunch of really good football players, but just good guys and guys that love football. And when you have something that you can like come together and all be working towards something, it's easier to become friends and easier to want the same things. And I feel like that's the reason why we were so close is, yeah, we enjoyed having fun. We enjoyed joking around all the time, even in the huddle. And, but we enjoyed winning more. So that's what we really, and we won a lot. I mean, that's, that's the icing on the cake. Like if we were 0 and 10, like these guys were great, but it wouldn't have been that good of a time. You know what I mean? So yeah. But, uh, the winning, winning Trump's all. And um, you put uh, coach Skip and everyone involved, put together a really good group of guys in that locker room. Now, obviously, the USFL is, you know, built with players who are trying to get into the NFL. So naturally, everyone has something to prove. Right. Uh, but I, it truly felt like your team, especially, it felt like it was a lot of players with something to prove. It wasn't just, you know, I'm a little bit too small for the league. It's not just, oh, I went to a small school, so I haven't gotten the spotlight on me. It truly felt like there were a lot of players who were told, you know, no or something at some point, right? Yeah. And, like, can you speak to that? So what did the Stallions prove? What do you think you proved? What do you think your team proved uh, winning it all at the end of the year? Um, honestly, man, I just want for, for sure that everyone on our team really can play, whether it's at this level or at the next level in the NFL. And uh, that is really true. A lot of guys were, you know, right on the cusp of making – making the NFL roster or were in, was in the NFL for a little bit of time and kept bouncing around for whatever reason. And, and um, I think it just proved that, that we can't play at a high level for a long period of time because um, leaving out of the NFL, a lot of guys just remember being cut, not all of the good plays they made to, to get to the NFL or stick in the NFL but it's it's a lot of guys that can really, really play football and for one reason or another isn't in the NFL at this point, but that doesn't mean that they're not a good ball player. And I feel like that's what uh, a lot of the guys on our team really showed this year. 100%. Uh, there should be plenty of players on your team and in the entire league, obviously, that gets uh, plenty of calls to get invited to NFL camps. Definitely. Um, for, for sure, like 100%. Um, one question which I found interesting – was from No Distribution. He wants to know what your opinion was on the USFL's late spring schedule as it pertains to getting into NFL camps. Do you think, like the timing in terms of when the season ends, do you think that hurts players or do you think it's perfect? What's your overall thoughts on that? I actually had a conversation with somebody this weekend about that. Um, I wouldn't say that it is perfect. Um because at this point, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, have seen what their rookies can do, want to see what their rookies can do in pads. So and, and in this dead period, unless you really didn't like and this is my opinion, I, I could be totally wrong. But unless you really didn't like one of your rookies or a guy that you that you're on the bottom of your roster, it doesn't make sense to bring someone else in before camp even starts. 
because you're just going to bring them in and send them home and then camp starts in a week and a half or two weeks from now. So maybe it's not the best ending time, but um, like if it was like before the draft where like you could see a player like, okay, instead of taking this uh, free agent coming in, we'll take a chance on this guy who just finished playing and we can see if we can develop him this way. I still think guys will get a really good chance, but um, I wouldn't say it's like the absolute best time for it to end. That makes sense. And obviously there has been a couple people who mm-hmm. already have gotten the call. And I'm like, like we just said, a lot of people will mm-hmm. uh, over the next several weeks once they do see people in pads. Yeah. Because that's when they can actually start to address some things. Um, in your experiences making it into NFL practice squads and stuff, when do you usually get those tryouts or get those calls? Has it been in the preseason or has it been during the year? Um, it's, it's a pretty good flex of both. I'm not going to lie to you. Definitely during the preseason, though, because, um, you know, being in pads for that many days in a row, guys are going to get hurt, banged up, or for whatever reason, they want to see what, what, uh, what they can do to enhance the team. And then practice squad and things like that is usually for – um, towards the end of the year, guys that know teams that know they're not going to be in the playoff hunt want to see how they can get better, what guys they can develop during the offseason program and things like that. So they'll start giving more chances to guys that they believe can help them in the future, not necessarily a present moment need. So, um, a little bit, I, I guess I would say a little bit of both, but probably during preseason camp, you'll see a more, more uh, roster mood because you're allowed to have 90 on the roster. And then unless you're trying to break the roster down already, they, they want to make sure that they have enough, you know, reps for everybody during, during training camp and see guys and give them opportunities to see if they can make that team. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, going back to the championship a little bit here, Bobby Samsonite again, thank you for submitting questions all season long. Uh, first question, what did you and your teammates do to celebrate after the win? Did you guys celebrate pretty hard? You know what? That was that was probably the only bad thing about it is that we didn't really get a good chance to celebrate because, one, we were staying in Cleveland. By the time we do the award ceremony, um, bring the trophy out, smoke cigars, pop champagne in the locker room. It's 1130 on a Sunday night. and We have to drive an hour back. So we mm-hmm. get back to the hotel in Cleveland like 1230, not really that many places open. So uh, we just went to the casino because we were right next to Jack's Casino, uh, downtown Cleveland, um, lost some money, and then went went back to sleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not a very giving casino. I don't think anyone has ever gone there and won that I've talked to, honestly. No one wins there. Mm-hmm. Um. Bobby wants to know, will you be in attendance for the championship parade whenever that comes? Uh, I would like to be, depending depending on when it is. Um, if I have the opportunity to go, of course, I would love to. Birmingham was nothing but good to me. We got a championship, made some lifelong friends. So if I can, then I definitely will. But, you know, hopefully hoping for a call here. So hopefully I can't make it. But if I can, then I definitely will be. Yeah, so, I mean, looking ahead then, the whole what's next, is that what's next, just trying to stay in shape, stay ready, and hoping you get a call soon? Yeah, stay in shape, stay ready, and then also look for a – start looking in a little bit of some things that I want to do outside of outside of football because, uh, you know, I feel good, feel healthy. 
but it's not going to last forever. 30 years old now, so um, bright side would hopefully play another five years, but five years is going to come fast, so I got to make sure I know what I'm doing afterwards. So try to figure out a little bit of that, and but also staying ready at the same time. That makes sense. Obviously, people, uh, a lot of bad offensive lines around the NFL the past couple of years. Jordan McRae has a lot of flexibility, played multiple positions on the line, coming off two championships. Give him a call. Uh, there you go. Cut, <laughs> cut that. Send it to people. A uh, couple questions that are related here. Mm. We'll go with Arbor Trap. Is there a team who you enjoyed playing against the most during the year? Enjoy playing the most. Um, I mean, the Jersey, the, the first game of the season, Jersey game was a really fun game, but I, I had ties. I played with Toby Johnson, uh, the nose the nose guard in the IFL last season. So to be able to play against him was, was uh, fun. And then, and um, I feel like a, a little, even though it was three to zero in our favor, like the rivalry between, uh, us in New Orleans was uh, always made those games fun. You know, those guys are definitely talkers. Uh, two of my best friends play on the offensive line on their team. So there's a little going back and forth uh, the weeks prior to the games. So I'll probably say uh, playing New Orleans was was uh, all three times was probably my, my favorite team to play against. You did start to feel then like true rivalries start to form between your yeah. team and other teams? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was really just those – those two teams, I wouldn't really say too much of, of Tampa because when we when we played them the last time, like they were already checked out, like it was the last game. So it wasn't like it wasn't the same feel as it was week four. And then when we played Houston, Houston has a good team, but I didn't I didn't feel the same. It was a, it was a mutual respect between us and in New Orleans, but I didn't like their team that much. So I think that's why I enjoy playing playing them. And you can also say it too. I mean, it's hard to have a rivalry with a team that is on the bottom of the standings. Like yeah. it's a one-way rivalry. That, yeah. that, it is what yeah. it is. Um, related, Eric Robertson wants to know, aside from the two playoff games, do you have a game that was your favorite during the year? Um, man, probably, honestly, man, New Jersey, uh, New Jersey that first – that first game because we didn't really know. I mean, we've only been together at that point for two weeks. Um, didn't really know what kind of team we were going to have, but then being down and able to come back and then scoring and scoring in fashion the way we did at the end of that game, that was probably one of the more fun games that we played in this year. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. I do remember that because yeah, everyone was on the general side. Essentially everyone was thinking they were going to win mm -hmm. and yeah, <laughs> kind of a, uh, uh, foreshadowing that you guys continue to come back again and again and again. And again. <laughs> Can't die. You guys are like the undertaker. Keep sitting mm -hmm. back up. Uh, last question we have here from Anna Hunt. I do believe possibly a family member from someone on your offensive line there. Uh, she wants to know uh, who got to decide amongst the offensive line where you went to dinner on Thursdays. Um. So we really put it in the group chat, and it, it's actually a funny, like, running joke that we had. We would, uh, on our off days on, on Monday, we would um, put in the group chat, okay, let's figure out where we're going to go to eat today because once the week starts, we're not going to figure it out. And then Thursday would come, and nobody would have an idea, and then 
it was really whoever put in an idea and we didn't have too many picky eaters bo was kind of picky though ryan pope also was but uh but nine times out of ten it would be either me uh Tony Brooks James also came to offensive line dinner with us very often, and uh, Cam would Cam would also make a lot of a lot of the decisions too. So, it's probably between the three of us, it, it, somebody would have somewhere to go. Uh, we had questions about food a few times, I think, during the year. Uh-huh. Did you guys find a gem, or was there one thing, one restaurant, something that was insanely good down in Birmingham? I think the best place that we went to, and it's not even just the Birmingham place, but after we had won, you know, a couple of games in a row, we were like, okay, we're getting an extra eight fifty every week. Let's uh, let's go to Perry Steakhouse because there's one right by our apartment, and uh, man, that shit was good as hell, man. So I probably <laughs> say that's one of the, uh, one of the favorites that we went to was a uh, Perry Steakhouse, and then there's another place that was close by. Um, every every time close by our apartment, every time we rode past it, it was always packed. It's called Brick Top, and that was a that was a really good restaurant too. So that was probably my top two right now. Uh, you heard it. Once he if he gets to come back for the championship parade, uh, someone someone get some steaks, someone get some yeah. Brick Top, something something down there. Uh, Do feed the, like the team, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we shut this down here? Um, no, not that I think of, man. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this uh, very short uh, three months of this podcast, man. It's, but it's been truly enjoyable. All the questions you guys tuning in, man, it's been great. You are correct about it being short. It was, does not seem like very long ago you were driving to Birmingham recording from your car on the way there basically uh yeah thank you to everyone who listened who asked questions thank you jordan for uh sticking with us all season long and giving us a great look inside the usfl from the top looking down at everybody else winning the championship making this all worth it i do appreciate it a lot and i appreciate everyone who listened like i said so uh I'm not sure what is in store for next season, but at least for right now, this is the final episode of Inside the USFL. And thank you all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.